ADHD can operate as a silent impairment, a sort of invisible paralysis that occurs in your mind instead of your extremities. The hardest part is sometimes it's hard to notice how impulsiveness, inattention, or hyperactivity might be impairing you. If you're not careful to manage these symptoms, it can drastically threaten your livelihood. In this episode, we're gonna talk, talk about the top six most serious ADHD symptoms. Seeing in a new kind of way, the type of day I mean it, I could do anything. I see you from up here toward the ceiling, more spacious. Got me daydreaming of a way I could stay here. Welcome to the Attention Please podcast, the show about navigating ADHD and using neurodivergence to your advantage. I'm your host, DC. Number six, poor school or work performance. Most kids with ADHD do fine in their early academic careers. With little to no homework and simple lessons, it's easy to keep straight A's without ever studying. Sometime around middle school, though, this starts to change. Homework starts to become a part of the equation, and you don't feel like doing it. So you don't. Once you enter the workforce, it may feel like a repeat of grade school all over again. Instead of zoning out in class, now you do it at meetings. Instead of receiving detention, now you just get written up or fired. And answering emails and staying on task, it just feels so mundane. But the fear of failure follows you. And you may think, how the hell can I do this job for the rest of my life? And speaking of poor school or work performance, number five, unemployment. If you work in a very strict environment, you can easily lose your job. This poses obvious threats to your livelihood. When you have neurodivergence, you may not have to even be fired from a job to become unemployed with the help of number four, impulsiveness. As previously discussed in other posts, ADHD is a largely a complication of brain chemistry. People who suffer from neurodivergence don't have the same ability to feel motivated with tasks or learn from experiences unless they offer an immediately promising reward. To feel okay often requires drastic measures, impulsive purchases, sexual encounters, quitting jobs, adrenaline-inducing activities, and danger, and this can all be alluring to someone with ADHD. This can result in jail time, accidents, STIs, negative bank accounts, you get it. Number three, substance abuse and poor stress management. How does an average person relax? Cup of tea? Walk in the park? Yeah, that's probably not going to cut it for someone with ADHD brain. Again, our disorder is neurochemical. So that means it's not easy to feel satisfaction the same way as someone with a typical brain chemistry. Sometimes the quest to relieve stress can also lead to drug abuse and manic outbursts. Number two, frequent auto accidents. It's true. If you have ADHD, you are statistically more likely to become involved in auto accidents. Becoming easily distracted poses an obvious danger, especially if it happens to you while you're operating a two-ton death machine. This also puts people around you in danger. Number one, low self-esteem and depression. It makes sense, right? After constantly feeling like a failure, you may start to believe that you are one. This is possibly one of the worst symptoms that can come from neurodivergence. This is what people can't see and tends to feel worse and worse every time you make a small mistake after a while. This can exacerbate other symptoms and lead to depression and self-harm. So you might be asking yourself, what do I do about any of this? Well, for one, you should probably consult a medical professional. And maybe you don't want to go to the doctor right away. There are plenty of 
online assessments that you can take. These are tools that aren't meant to provide a diagnosis, but can give you a general idea of where you stand. You can actually take one online at abndtadhd.com. You can access that also by finding the link to it in the description of this episode. But essentially from there, you would consult with your physician. If your results say something like, damn, bro, you got ADHD. You should probably go talk to a doctor at that point, and you'll likely be referred to a mental health professional, such as a psychiatrist or psychologist. From there, you'll probably get uh, some medications or some sort of treatment. If you do have ADHD, you'll likely be, be prescribed stimulants as a treatment. Non-stimulants and antidepressants are both available and used to treat neurodivergence. Another thing you could do is make some lifestyle adjustments. Understanding ADHD brain is imperative to avoid unpleasant complications that might be associated with it. Medication sometimes isn't available or it might not work for you. I'm not a doctor, but I can say what worked for me under those circumstances. It's things like sleep. I feel like in 2023, it's pretty unnecessary to elaborate on the importance of sleep. It's bad enough that we're constantly blasting our faces with blue light right before bed and disrupting important biological processes in the process, but turn off the electronics, you know, like an hour or two before bed and go to bed at a reasonable hour. Something else that helped me is exercise. Did you know that sitting is considered the new smoking? Really? So things like walking, running, and lifting weights are all things that only help to improve your neurochemical balance. Exercising actually releases chemicals like dopamine and endorphins, which help you feel good. They help with your mood and your mental and cognitive functions. Supplements, this is a big one. This helped me tremendously at a time when prescribed drugs were too expensive. I became educated about something called nootropics several years ago. Nootropics are supplements used to improve cognitive function. Former athletes who suffer from cognitive impairments like CTE, even people who have had strokes, have shown uh, significant mental improvements from using new certain nootropics. Alpha Brain by Onnit, that's one of my favorites. It allows me to get into the zone and stay there without jittering feelings or chemical highs or lows. Unlike the stimulants I was prescribed, it's even been proven effective in double-blind placebo studies, and you can check out the link to the studies on the blog page for this article on AbundantADHD.com. That's A-B-N-D-T-A-D-H-D.com. Um, so this shouldn't be used in place of medication, by the way. I'm not saying that. You should always consult with a doctor before mixing anything with your existing prescriptions or before you take anything, really. And in conclusion, I hope that this information is helpful to somebody who needs it. Keep coming back for more information about how to thrive with ADHD and also visit abndtadhd.com to find even more resources. Until next time, much love, DC out.